0: Hi, welcome. Um, it's been a very
1: eventful day today. I don't know if you guys have been on social media. Quite a bit of stuff is going on. So we're going to talk about this episode of The Single Life, and then we're going to get into some of the other stuff going on too. So hopefully um, you guys can hear me. I think my microphone is on. Um, hey, Retha. Um, hi, Scott. Hi, Forever Key. Um, hey, Toya. Hey, Dia. Hi, everybody. I'm just waiting on DD to arrive, and we're going to get started. Man, it's been a crazy day. Oh, there's DD. Hey, can everybody hear me? I'm in a different area. There was a big flood in my house today,
0: so there's a lot of construction. If you can hear me, give me a thumbs up. Hey,
1: maker. I didn't forget you. How could I ever forget you? Hello Melody, how are you?
0: Hey. Hey. How-, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. There's a big flood today in my house, so I'm in I'm in the corner because there's a lot of construction going on, but it's it's fixed. Contained. Um they're going to be putting the walls back up and like we had to do the water restoration process, so we ripped out walls and everything, but it's going to be fixed. So I'm trying to remain very positive. I am reporting from actually the laundry room guys. This is not the closet. I I am not in um I am not in Clayton's mother's bedroom. I'm not. I am actually in the laundry room. This is the only room that doesn't have an industrial um fan or water restoration um humidifier dehumidifier in it. It's really loud everywhere because of the the water damage. But yeah. So um, I want to talk about the single life because there's a lot of other stuff we kind of need to talk about too, DD because the um, internet has been on fire, like kind of boiling like a volcano lately. Hey, Coast to Coast Teacher. And hey, TJ. And there's a lot of crazy stuff going on, Michael being missing, then being found, and then we were hearing some information on that. Then I heard a little bit of information on Nicole and Mahmood and the new season of Have The Ever After. Also, thank you, Coast to Coast Teacher. I know, right? I'm, I'm trying to be the most positive person in the world but like I'm not gonna lie I'm kind of kind of not okay but um it's fun to get my mind off of things and talk about something else so but I want to get um get some inf- get into that as well because there's just been so much news lately and some of these news outlets have been reporting stuff about Scott lately and there's a lot of stuff going around with Scott and I was like we should just talk about all of that but first I do want to cover what did happen on this episode. I don't want to, like, forget about The Single Life, right? I want to get into a little bit of that. I know we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but... Oh, Jamal and Veronica weren't on this episode. Neither was Tim and Louisa, and neither was... Who am I forgetting? Um, Chantel and her, her friends, and then... Giannis, Giannis, I don't know how to say his name, but they weren't on either. So we're gonna catch up with them next time. But Tyrae was on and he was on a date, like a legit date. And I'm really proud of Tyree actually, because he, he, he talked to her, he asked her for a kiss. And I feel like Tyrae is really growing, you know, as a person, I know he's a 33 year old man, but this was a lot for Tyree, right? Like I'm really happy for him. I'm glad that he's coming out of his skin. And I'm not gonna like say that this is the right girl for him. Because I don't know Tyree, but I feel like the girl before wasn't his type. But I feel like this girl I could see Tyree with. Do you feel that way? Like, I felt like the girl before, I didn't even understand how it would work. But, like, this particular girl, I could see them vibing together, right?
0: Yeah. Um, They had they were vibing really good together. Their chemistry was really good. So, like she said, they'll have to take it one day at a time and see where it goes.
1: Well, yeah. you You don't want to push anything too fast. Um, And that's kind of where we are with um, John and Megan, because he thinks that he's ready to move to San Antonio, and he's ready to take on these responsibilities. And, you know, I think that diving in head first, you know, that's how you swim, right? That's how you learn how to swim. They take little cute infant babies, and they throw them in the water, and they they hope that you, you either figure it out or you don't. And I feel like that's a good way for some things. But relationships, I
0: think- That's not a good thing. Right. Like,
1: I think relationships are not like swimming don't just jump in and and try to not drown. I feel like you should move slow. And I just feel like he's going from a big time bachelor guy who sleeps around and and lives his best life and has a beer at 9 AM to a stepdad of a a girl who definitely needs a lot of attention. And I think culture shock is going to be hard for John. You know, I I think that in his mind, he's ready to step up. But when we want to do something, it it also takes drive and motivation and it takes um, dedication and i think that him wanting it and then having the drive to follow through is going to be difficult for him um but also patrick and thais i think that they're very negative towards john's relationship like i feel like they want to discredit it at every at every angle because they're like oh well we were together for three years you were only together for six months and i want to say this i know people who went to elementary school together who ended up getting married who were divorced in couple of years, and I also know people who met in Vegas. I'm not gonna say y'all's name. Met in Vegas, <laughs> literally got married that weekend, and they're still together. And they still like invite me to stuff. So like, I don't want to like put any type of date or time on people's relationship or how long. I think when you meet somebody, you know that you met the right person. And if John feels that way, I feel like you should be a little more encouraging for him because. So you should realized it could be worse. He could be living in her house, driving her crazy, right? Like he could still be around making her relationship a living hell. At least he's moving forward and he's doing something positive for himself. So I wish that they were a little more positive towards his growth. Because, you know, when people do change and grow, they need support and they need to be reassured that they're making the right decision so he doesn't fall back into the same bad habits that he used to be in, you know?
0: Well, I think a couple of things. I think Loki he is jealous of Patrick and Thais, low Loki that's why he is yeah. I think Loki he is jealous of them and their relationship. That's why he is he got um he fell in love with this girl so fast and is wanting to move really fast. He Loki I I believe that and I and I've noticed, started noticing that ever since the, the season started. And second, I mean, how they're treating him, that's his karma. I mean, he treated Thais like, I mean, really bad. He was doing things behind her back to try to make her and Patrick get into a fight. Yeah. He was doing stuff, um, you know, him and Patrick with, um, you know, behind Thais's back. So I think it's funny to be, to be honest with you. He deserves it, especially coming from Tice because he was really mean to her.
1: Yeah, he was. He really did think that she was the wrong choice for his brother. He really did. And I think that it's karma that they're treating Megan the same way. They're like, oh, she's the wrong choice for you because he kind of, you're getting a taste of your own medicine. He made Patrick feel like <laughs> yeah. a mistake, right? He was like, oh, you shouldn't be with her. She doesn't love you. It's not going to work out. And now they're happy. They have a beautiful baby. They're thriving. They're they live in a beautiful home they move across states with each other you know you know what they say if you can move up a, a move period house up to apartment or apartment to a house with someone and stay together your relationship is strong so moving across states because they went from like i think texas to vegas right like they made that and i know if you can deal with that because moving is really hard because when you're packing and then you realize how much stuff the other person has and then you're like judging oh, yeah. you're like are you hoarding stuff you know you're like I feel like this is a very good test of how strong your foundation is like living together is one thing but moving residences with people is it's a very serious thing and they did that so I think Patrick and Thais are a good example so if he's using them as an example they are a good example of what love should look like and what a relationship should look like but I don't know you think I think that he's jealous. And I mean, it's possible he's that he wants- low-key
0: jealous. I really do. It, I think he is low-key jealous.
1: It's possible that he wants what they have. I do see, because he does really want to settle down and, and start a family and move in with someone really fast. And it's possible that he sees what they have and he's a little envious. You know, he's like, well, they have, you know, the picket fence, the nice house. They They go out together. They have date nights. They have a baby. They have everything- you know, maybe he, you know, on that side of the grass, it might look greener to him. And he might think that that's what he wants. And I, I don't, I'm not going to say it's not what he wants, but I think that, you know, it's, it's fast. Like for me, I would, I would be very weary of jumping at a relationship where I'm not just becoming a fiance, but a husband, a, um, a stepdad, and then I will take on the, the needs of a very special child. She needs special care um she's nonverbal i believe is what megan said so she needs special care so i don't know if i would be ready to jump into that right away i think that that takes a lot of preparation and patience and love and kindness I'm not saying he doesn't have it but i think that that's something that you should work your way up to
0: it's, it's, a, it's definitely going to test their relationship definitely because whenever you go into a relationship and your partner has um children it's hard no matter what the age is but going into a relationship and your partner having um a an a autistic child a nonverbal autistic child that's even more stress so oh, this is really going to test their test their relationship and and i hope it succeeds but with john's background i don't know oh.
1: I think it's not already because we saw in the preview for next week. As soon as he got to San Antonio, she was at looking for her ring, and
0: yeah. I think
1: that him moving down there and and doing that is a big step. So pushing somebody past their limits, I think, is a lot of times the reason why relationships end. I kind of feel like we saw that with Nikki and Justin. I feel like Nikki was pushing Igor past his limits, and then he just had enough. And I think I think moving to San Antonio, moving in with him, and becoming a stepdad. Is enough for right now. She shouldn't pressure him to put a ring on her finger right away. You know, I feel like don't she feel like that was enough? I feel like he's proven that he loves her and that he is all in by doing that, L- leaving his whole life and moving in with her. And I think that that that's a lot of proof that he's gonna try to make this work. So I think asking him for a ring right when he gets there, it's pushing things, right?
0: That's red flags, honestly. I mean, she's she she is the one with the red flags this time. Like, you know. Really? It's, it's done, Yes. Yes. There's something, there's something about her. There's something about this, this relationship that's really got my attention.
1: Okay. I want to know, I want to dig in a little bit though. So do you think that she is trying to move too fast or she's pushing him too far? Like, what do you think she's doing that's giving red flags?
0: She's too, too Um. what's the word that I'm looking for? She's, she's like, going like a hundred miles an hour. What woman is going to want to go into a relationship, have a boyfriend, want him to move in with with her the next day. And then just like the next day, as soon as he gets there, now she wants to be engaged. Then she wants to be married. I mean, she's there's, I don't know. I I can't put my finger on it yet. Give me a couple of more episodes.
1: (laughs) You're probably onto something though, because it is, I know a lot of times women move faster than men just in general even when it comes to learning um education relationships women are more advanced but i do think the speed that she's moving in a new relationship is very fast like i think that you know taking on her as a package deal is asking a lot because especially for a man who's never Taking on that responsibility. Like if she was a man who already had some children and maybe had been divorced, this is nothing new to him. You know, like taking care of kids, working, um, being a dad, cooking, cleaning, that would be nothing new to him because he's lived that life. But I think asking John to overnight change into something very quickly and then take on that responsibility, it is kind of weird. I don't know, are you getting maybe like desperate? Are you getting maybe desperate a little bit?
0: I don't know, give me, give me a couple of, give me a couple of, um, let me watch her a couple more times. Cause you know that I'm pretty much, I pinpoint what's going on. Normally you
1: do, (laughs) there's normally video evidence of you calling things before it comes out. There is. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take this lightly. I think maybe you have a little third eye when it comes to this stuff, you know, (laughs) wait, women want stability. What does he do for a living? Hey, TJ, I like that question. What does John do for a living? Because we, I haven't really heard anybody discuss his job, and I know that he lives with his brother Carlos and um Carlos, his husband. But what does he do? He has to work, right? I mean, at his age, there's no way he's not working somewhere, right? No, you know, no, nothing. I mean,
0: I, I mean, from from what I. Re- recall, and from what I remember I've never heard them say anything about his career, what he does for a living. I,
1: I sort of kind of, back in the day, remember him and um, Patrick worked together selling, like, alarm systems. That's kind of, remember, that's the story that I well, sort I, of remember
0: when back in And Patrick has got an amazing, I mean, like, a beautiful home, like, yeah, the beautiful, uh, like, that's true too it
1: makes, it makes sense. or maybe he's worked for Patrick but didn't actually go to work you know one of those you know when somebody is the boss and you know I have friends and family like this where the company is owned by someone and then we they work there but they don't really work there that you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah exist in my family a lot there's businesses that people own and then there's people who work at those businesses, but you've never seen them actually go to the business. That was all the time. So that could have been the situation in that. But I did remember way back in the day when we first met Patrick and Thais, he said that him and Patrick sold alarm systems together. Because that was kind of one of the reasons why um, Patrick was kind of, not Patrick, um, John was kind of weary of Thais because he thought that she was going to come and change every aspect of their life. Because he did everything with Patrick. And, and they were close. They worked together. They lived together. And he was sort of right. She did she did change everything
0: <laughs> and she changed him in a good way not in a bad way
1: well yeah he's he's more responsible i mean i don't want to say patrick was ever not responsible i feel like patrick was way more mature and was more responsible than john even from the beginning because he was the one who was pushing to get married and pushing to tell her family and pushing you know to to move to a bigger home and do things like patrick was always a lot more mature like we're talking about mature brother it was Patrick right I feel like Patrick has always had his shit together and then John is just the brother who was just like well I'm gonna do whatever Patrick is doing you know like he was just I'm gonna do whatever he's doing." he's got his shit together I'm gonna do whatever he's doing so I don't know I think that moving across states is a lot and if it does work I mean I'm gonna be really honest I don't think it's gonna work I think John will be back in Vegas very quickly I think he's gonna find out very fast like, I, you guys know I can't swim, right? So when I was a teenager, my mom thought it would be smart to put me in swimming classes. And I realized very fast that it's not necessarily that I can't swim. It's that I'm deathly afraid of it. So after I hit the, the teacher a couple times for pushing me in the water, and they kicked me out of the, the pool, on um, the YMCA, I realize that I'm just not, I can't do it. It's not that I don't want to, I just can't. I think Patrick is gonna realize, or John's gonna realize it's not that you, he doesn't want to do it. He probably does want to be a good dad and be a good stepdad and a, a good husband, but he's not gonna be able or capable to, to fulfill the responsibilities needed in that situation. And there's nothing wrong with that. We have to know our limitations, right? I know my limitations. I ain't going in the ocean and I ain't getting on no boat. Like I know my limitations, you know?
0: <laughs> exactly. I don't think he realizes how much he's pissing to bite off until he actually gets there. I think that's when he's going to see, because he kept saying over and over when they were bowling that he knows how to swim by himself. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people know how to swim by themselves, but do you know how to swim in deep waters? Well,
1: yeah, a lot of times, um, yeah, cruise ship, no, no chance. No, can't do it. Can't do it, coast to coast, teacher No, not. I can't. No, I'm scared. He
0: will. He, he he will. He will get on a cruise ship with me. I
1: I got on a yacht um for in um, in December and that was a lot for me. I got on and I, I looked and I made sure I knew where the lifeboats were and the life jackets and everything like right away. And then I was able to like eat and then I got a few drinks in me and I was okay. We only like went around like downtown like Tampa like the the coast part, but that was a like I was on the boat for two hours, and when we docked, I was ready to get off. Like, I was ready. Like, when we were turning, the boat started rocking, and I was just like, this is not for me. No. This is not for me at all. Oh, yeah, cruise ship, Disney cruise. That's, uh, my dream is to go on a Disney cruise. You guys know how I feel about Disney. But, I'm- yeah, You'd
0: forget anymore. all about being on a cruise ship if you were to go on a Disney cruise.
1: <laughs> I would know. I would know. Water, no, I would know. I mean, Dee Dee has made the vow that I'm gonna get on a boat. And then I told her if I get on the boat and then she's got to get on an airplane with me because she doesn't like airplanes the way I don't like boats. So if it happens, she's going down with me, <laughs> right? Like if she, Cause I was like, if you're going to get me to do it, I'm taking you with me. We're going down together, right? <laughs> like you're not going to get me to do that. And then you are okay. And I'm dead. Like, no, we're going down together. You're going to get on that airplane. If I get on that boat.
0: All right. Well, that's what we've been saying. So we'll see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Meka says that she's in Miami. I didn't know you were in Miami. And yeah, there is a lot of clear water out there. Open the open ocean. I mean, I don't think that it's that if I can see the bottom, it's better because the deeper it looks, the worse it is for me. So clear water might actually be worse. <laughs> Honestly, that'd actually be worse. Oh, so I wanna talk about um a little bit of Debbie and Ruben and Julian, because Julian was Officer Julian tonight and he asked the hard questions, but he kind of cock blocked his mom, which I didn't like a little bit because he was like, "Oh, did you know she was with a 24 year old man?"
0: Her under the bus big and, time.
1: Yeah, what kind of son does that? And then said that she still sends. First of all, how do you feel about Debbie still sending Osama's family money? Because we didn't know that previously. So now that we know that she's not, she says she's not um, dealing with Osama at all, but she's still sending his family money. How do we feel? That.
0: Level- me speechless i didn't even know what to say because she's been making making everybody think all along that she blocked him that she don't have anything to do with him that she don't talk to him but she's sending her, his family money
1: right and that means that communication has to be open there
0: exactly she can't be
1: blocked because she
0: con- cannot communicate to him. they don't speak english
1: right so we know that debbie is still in some sort of contact with osama which is kind of frightening You know, I wanted her to be done with him. He's such a terrible, terrible human being for what he did to her and the way he tried to use her. And I just, I think that it was also really negative of Julian, I'm just going to say it, to throw his mom under the bus. She's trying to find love. And I get it. I was raised by a single mom. And when my mom did start dating, I was kind of a douchebag to the guys. You know, it's like, it's a weird son-mom thing, you know? I don't know why I did it. But then as I got older and I became an adult, I realized that I had no business You know interfering with my mom's happiness i wish that i didn't do it you know but i was i was a teenager i didn't know any better but i saw that and when i saw julian doing it i was like that's exactly how i used to be when i thought you know my mom was gonna find someone to take all of her time away from me because i was a mama's boy i was a huge mama's boy right like so it really scared me to think that somebody could take my mom's time away from me
0: well it's one thing for being for protecting your mom being protective And it's another thing for just literally throwing her under the bus.
1: Yeah, he basically tried to end their relationship. Because I was like, well, first of all, telling her, telling him that she dated a 24-year-old is kind of a humongous red flag. So I was like, you're basically taking the most negative thing about the relationship and throwing it out there into her new relationship. And I feel like it's Debbie's decision. If she wants to share that personal type of information with Ruben,
0: you know, and I think
1: that when you do make a serious relationship with someone, when you build that, it is important that they know a little bit about your past relationships, a little bit, not every single thing, but they should have a little idea of what went on, why you broke up, what that person, you know, just a little bit of something. I think that it's important, but I think that it's up to you when you want to reveal that. And as time goes by and as it becomes more serious, I think that's that's when it's time to start giving those those bits and pieces of information so they can get a little bit more insight on who you are and where you are. Because the relationships that you used to be in are very telling of who you are as a person today. You know, what you've been through and the struggles that you've been through can, can really help a person understand maybe why you're so guarded or maybe why you're aggressive or why you... Um, don't trust people, you know, it gives people a little bit more insight so they can understand you better but, you know, third date I don't know if I would say, oh, you know, my mom was dating a 24-year-old and now she's paying for his family's house, you know, I don't know if I would throw all of that information out there, you know
0: Yeah I I was really, really disappointed with with Julian tonight which I don't, I ain't never really liked him anyway, so he's just, I don't don't know You don't like Julian? I'm no, not- I I did it in the beginning. I did in the beginning, but but I mean he took his fifteen minutes of fame and let it go to his to his head really bad.
1: I mean he, Officer Julian is definitely he's keeping up a good character for the show. And I don't know how much of it is really him, you know, and I think that's that's interesting you said that. I don't know how much of Officer Julian is in real life. Um, based on who we are, who we see on the show. Like I don't know if he's really that particular about his mom and everything in real life, or if it's just when the cameras are around, is he is he really Officer Julian all the time? And I think that's interesting because he did start off as a really concerned son, right? Concerned about his mom and very much um warranted in the first relationship with Osama. He should have been a concern. That was a very dangerous situation. So what do you think about Debbie thinking about or considering moving again for a man? So in your opinion, would you move for a man? I think I asked you this before. If you were in a new relationship, you wouldn't move for a man, right? No. So if y'all, I y'all both lived in different places and then things started to get serious, how would y'all handle that situation? Would it be he would need to move to you or would you ever consider down the line moving? Like, how does that situation work?
0: He would have to come to me because I'm not uprooting for nobody.
1: Well, right, because if it does, doesn't work out, then now you're in a foreign place with no friends and family, right? Like, that's how I always look at it. So when Debbie was in Morocco, the most scary part of it was she was in a foreign place with no friends, no family, no one to trust other than the guy who lured her over there who obviously she couldn't trust. So when she brought up moving to Miami and and um Julian was a little anxious about that, I was kind of on his side because this is the second time in a short amount of time that Debbie's willing to uproot her life for a man. And I think she needs to stop doing that. Like, right? Like, stop deciding that your life is less important than the man's life. And I mean, I get that Ruben is taking care of his parents who are ill and they need him, but still, Debbie, you don't always have to be the one to pack your stuff and go to where that man is. Exactly. You know, if he can't compromise with you, you don't always have to be the only one compromising and i think that that might be a pattern with her like she's always willing to compromise more and do more than she's um expected to and i think men might take advantage of that like i'm pretty sure osama took full advantage of that
0: well yeah yeah i mean we all know osama was nothing but a gold digger wanting a green card to bring his whole family over here that's the only reason why his family even um accepted debbie um uh, because he, had let, he, he let them believe that she was going to bring all of them over here to the United States.
1: Right. And she didn't even know that she was bringing Osama. Right?
0: Yeah, exactly. That, like,
1: so Donna said she's going to sit this conversation out because she moved an entire country for her, her man. So <laughs> we're not judging you, Donna. We're not judging you at all. No, we're no,
0: not judging if, nobody. If that, no.
1: that was the right move for you and y'all are still together to this day, I have nothing negative to say. No, I have no judgmental statements to offer whatsoever. You did the right thing. I don't know your life. I can only pretend like I know people's lives and what's, what's best for them. I don't know these people. I just I just say what I think is right. I don't know. If you had to move to another country for your man and it worked out, you know more than most people, right? You know more than most people. So, okay, so after that, the episode ended after that, we're gonna catch up more with Chantel um, and her buddies, friends, her crew. And then Jamal and Veronica, the aftermath of their little, I think she tried to kick him out of the house, but it looked like he was still there the next day. So we're, we're going to catch up with that. Um, but I want to talk about some of this stuff that was going on today because I couldn't put my phone away without it blowing up with all this stuff. So if you guys didn't hear, there was a live, it might be still going on now. Michael has been found. Did you, Didi, did you see that already? He has been found.
0: Yeah, I seen some, um, I seen it right after um, we were texting earlier.
1: Did you read what was going on, the surroundings of what he said?
0: No, I have not had time to read it yet, but I will read it.
1: A little bit, I don't want to get too much into it, but a little context is he said that he feared for his life and that was why he left. So this is all alleged. This is um, statements that is said that Michael made Um, And both the police were involved, um, and feared for his life. So I don't know. I don't want to speak too much on it because these are very, very raw, early on facts. So we don't know what took place. We don't know if there was fighting. We don't know physical, um, verbal. None of that was revealed. But they were saying that his statement was that he feared for his life and safety. And that was why he disappeared. So there's a lot going on. And it's ironic because their episode of 90 Day Diaries aired tonight right Right amidst all this drama, right? So we're watching them together, living together, happy. And now we're we're witnessing this story unfold. And he was missing. To Angela, he was missing. But in my opinion, it, it appeared that he was fine. He was missing because he didn't want her to know where he was, is what I got from it. So I don't know what took place between the two of them. There's a lot of... um speculation you know people are saying lots of different things but i don't want to jump into any of that you know i like to wait and see what facts are before we really get too deep into to saying what someone did or didn't do so how do you feel about this because we know he hasn't been here this long michael just got here right right in december right it's like what is going on
0: well first of all i am glad that he's found and he's safe i'm glad but what did I tell you? Whenever we were doing the the other podcast, what did I tell you? I told you what he's gonna he's gonna deal with Angela as long as he needs to, as long as he has to. Once he gets over here in the United States, he's gonna get her comfortable and he's gonna haul tail. I told you he was gonna do that. You did. And
1: is it different because? He's on a he's
0: spousal visa, right? to get something to eat. He knew what he was but doing. He's on a spousal
1: visa, right? Because they couldn't get the K-1 visa. Okay, but now,
0: now he's saying, now he's saying, or they're saying that he's saying that um he feared for his life. Right. Okay, with, a, with something like that, he doesn't have to be with Angela. He can get his papers without Angela now because he can say that she was abusing him. And it would be hard for her to, it would be hard for her to have a case because it's all over 90 Day Fiance how she treated him in his own country.
1: Oh wow! I mean, I know he played,
0: that he his cards. He played his card good. He knew exactly what he was doing. This, I knew it was coming.
1: This, this is what happened with Mohammed and Eve because he had made allegations that he was abusive towards him and then he produced a uh, audio recording of her screaming and yelling and throwing things and he was able to stay and he was able to be released from that relationship but he was still allowed to be here he's still here to this day yeah. so that is definitely a loophole and I don't know if a lot of people realize that if it is like a domestic violence or a a safety issue, you being with that person puts you in danger or, or fearful of, of your life, you are allowed to be removed from that relationship, but not void out your your immigration paperwork. So I think a lot of people are realizing that now, like, hey, I didn't realize that that was a loophole. I thought they had to stay together at least at least a year or two. You nope. do not. Not nope. your safety is at risk. You do not. Because what would the government look like telling you to stay with someone who could be Potentially hurting or abusing you—that would be crazy.
0: It's it's even to where it's even to where, say for instance, like <clears throat> say they're dry. Um, they get put over by the police, and if the poli- police, um, is mean to them, they get a free green card.
1: What do you mean by that? Like mean to them?
0: How? Say, okay, did you know, like some police officers? I mean, even with you know white people black people hispanics you know other cultures S- depending on the police officer there's a lot of racist police officers
1: oh yeah Dep- depending
0: on what so they if for, say for instance, they were to get pulled over by a a police officer that's racist no matter what color you are white black brown yellow purple orange it don't matter but that that, that cop is racist and he he is he is um being mean towards you, they get their papers for free. I didn't
1: know that. That's like another loophole. I didn't know that yeah. at all. I mean, I figured you could maybe open a discrimination case, but I didn't know that it, it, it sped up your your paperwork.
0: I'll tell like you that. all about it. I've been studying this, up on stuff. So is,
1: There's a lot of loopholes. I think that one thing that we've learned watching 9A Fiance is we're learning all of the different ways that people are allowed to come over here in a relationship and then abandon that relationship and stay. Like, we've been watching it for quite a while. I think Larissa and Colt was one of the first ones where we really started to question how this could take place. But if you remember, she was arrested several times for, like, domestic violence or or, or fighting, and we were just so positive that this was going to void out her status. And it didn't. There's always a loophole in there for them and the, the the smarter they are, the more of them they know what they can and can't do and what they can and can't get away with and, and we're just watching we're watching them come here and do these things and they're able to stay. And I think that a lot of people were under the impression that if you come over here and you cause problems, um you could be deported and it's not the case. It's not the case. It's
0: not the they case. Do, I mean they they do deport you, but if you come over here And you can you can actually prove that you are um, scared for your life or you've been abused, whether it be, you know, someone hollering at you, um, screaming physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever. They can they can still get their papers and they do not have to be with you once they're over here if and once they over here and if they know how to play the cards and they know what to do that
1: was what i was gonna say it kind of seems like once you get here and the process of your visa is is in process you don't really have to leave there's always a loophole where you can stay and that relationship or that marriage is not required and it's, it's funny because we were watching this show and we think that, oh, well, if you don't want to be with that person, then they're right they're going to make you go back. And that's it's not the case. And I mean, I know within the first 90 days of a K-1 visa, that is the case. You don't marry the person then you do have to leave, you know? Yeah. But that's like, once you marry that person and, and that visa paperwork is filed, you know, there's a million different ways that you can stay, you know? And, and I think a lot of people are exercising that right. They're kind of latching on to the person they need to latch onto. I don't want to call any names, but, you know, Danielle and Mohammed. you know, Muhammad came over here. He got over here with Danielle almost immediately. He decided he didn't want to be with Danielle. And now he has a baby with someone else. You know, like it, it, they know what they're doing. And it's sad because as Americans, we don't even know the laws as well as they do. You know, like we don't, even, we're not even aware of what you can and can't do when it comes to these immigration um, laws and these
0: visas and it's crazy it's i mean it's crazy because i mean a lot of these a lot of them they're actually scammers and they know they know how to scam you to make you fall for them and once they get over here it's free range oh
1: i know what i want to talk about so last night remember i told you that there was probably going to be a surprise couple on happily ever after so 98 fiance announced today that there's two and I wanted to get everybody's um reaction. So it is just like I assume Sophie and Rob are gonna be transitioning from 90 day fiance immediately over to Happily Ever After. So we're gonna get them for another five months. And
0: As- the worst couple of
1: Yeah. And Manuel <laughs> so and <rich>. Ashley. So <laughs> I was really disappointed and I don't wanna be like rude, but like Manuel and Ashley are like I can't like honestly i'm probably just going to fast forward it like i really can't with them like i have an open mind but like with them i just cannot do it and i'm i'm kind of close to that with sophie and rob not i'm not there yet but like i really need more from them too like their storyline was so one dimensional this whole season so the idea that we're getting them for another 5 months is kind of unfathomable what in that possible hell are we going to be watching for the next 5 months we didn't see anything we done, the first we, six
0: we done PSTLC off, George.
1: Apparently, they are coming for blood. Like, what have we ever done to deserve this? And, oh, somebody, somebody is saying that since there's two surprise couples this season, that is almost a dead giveaway that Nicole and Mahmood are gone from this season. I
0: told you they got fired. So, I told you. Do you me. believe that
1: that's the case? Yeah. They usually are not one surprise you know-
0: couple. TLC had to make a choice. They were forced to make a choice.
1: So you think that they were legitimately fired from the the network and and edited out of this season? Yep. Wow. This this is like the first time that they've done something this drastic. And I'm not saying that they're wrong. I think that this was probably the best. This was the best option for them, you know, to keep a a classy – um, reputation you know I think it was the best option and with this Michael okay so now I have another question with this Michael and Angela situation happening do you feel we don't know if if it was um a, a domestic or any type of situation like that yet yeah, we don't know specifically but how do you feel about that do you think that they should edit Michael and Angela out if it if it does turn to that type of situation if
0: it was true if if Michael is truly honestly saying and it's the truth I mean, we all know Angela can be over. I mean, she's she's a handful. I, I don't want. I mean, I would not. I wouldn't want no no false accusations towards anybody. Right. But if it is true, then yes, because TLC needs to step up and they need to be responsible. I mean, because the past couple of years they have done nothing but allow. All these people come on the show and they're being abusive. They're being disrespectful. I mean, they're pretty much trashing. And um, some of them that's been on there has has trashed Americans, and they still let them stay on there. So, so remember, I'm glad. I mean,
1: do you remember we were watching the season with Nicole and Mahmoud, and there was a scene where they were out out in the um, I believe what what were they in Egypt? Yeah, they, they were, were in the
0: country, there. yeah. And wasn't
1: mm-hmm. there a, a physical altercation, if I remember correctly?
0: Yep, we even grabbed her, yep, yep. So
1: this, this is actually something that we should have saw coming, right? And the network should have saw coming, because I was linking back when I was looking at the report of what happened between the two of them, and I was like, I kind of remember a physical altercation between them, and it was filmed. And you're right. So it was, he he grabbed her, right? When she was trying to walk away. Yes. And I remember that. So this is actually something that the network should have been more aware of. And maybe that should have been the straw that broke the camels back then. And they shouldn't have even been brought back in the first place. Right?
0: You would think so. So, I mean, but then again, I mean, look how, look how Angela treated Michael over there i mean honestly look how angela has treated um treated michael yeah. look how um big pred look i mean treated um liz and they kept bringing them back it, it, and it's and, and the reason why they were bringing them back was because of all the drama people want to see drama well we want to see drama good drama not yeah. bad yeah. drama where they're getting beat up or you know, are, are, are abused in any kind of way. That's not the drama we want to see. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. we don't want to see that kind of drama. We don't,
1: yeah, right. don't want to see anybody get hurt. And it's interesting because um, I watch a lot of Love & Hip Hop and, and um, the VH1 MTV shows. And back in the day, they used to show fighting between cast members. And about 10 years ago, they stopped. If a fight broke out, the camera cuts away, and they don't show that violence. And they took a stand, you know, this was probably 10 years ago, against it. They were like, we don't condone or support violence in any shape, form, whatever. We don't care what the situation is. And I think TLC has gotten to the point where they're going to have to take a stand. Either you're for it or you're against it. And I think this is yeah. the first step in that, you know, because they've, they've been, I don't want to say they're condoning it, but they were airing it. You know, we've seen, because um, TJ also said that Chris and Jamie, we saw that um, physical altercation between Chris and Jamie. We saw physical altercation between Nicole and Mahmood. And going back, counting all these different situations where there were physical altercations. And not never, only did they- were held
0: accountable exactly,
1: for Exactly, exactly. That's my point. Like, um, not only did we see it happen, not only did they also air it, they didn't put the domestic violence or physical abuse hotline at the end of the episode. Because I think TJ, you brought that up when there is um some sort of abuse or violence on a tv show you're supposed to say if you or someone you know is involved in this type of situation and you give them a resource yeah you know so if you're if you are going to air something like that you're also bringing awareness like look this is real this actually happened but if you are someone you know is going through this there's a resource, there's a hotline, there's somewhere that you can go. And I feel like by them not doing that and also still airing it, it's taking a stand as though you're condoning it, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. I mean, and they act like the other ones, you know, in the past too, that they didn't know about the, all these, the, the ones that had the criminal backgrounds and the one that, um Jeffrey, hmm. I mean, he left, left. what? like the day after he done all that stuff to his ex he left the day after to go be with um what's her name So, i mean how you gonna do this do these mean mean hurtful things you know to this person one day and the next day get on the airplane and fly and act like you have done nothing wrong fly to another country to be with somebody else be surprised
1: how so many criminals I'll be watching Dateline. I don't know if y'all watch Dateline, like the the Snap shows and stuff. People will do something horrible and heinous and then, like, go to work the next day or go to class. Mm -hmm. You'll be like, what? Like, how are you, like, even functioning? Like, if I think I did something wrong, I'm, like, paranoid and I'm scared. Like, these people will do something horrific and then go to work or go to the movies or go to the store. Like, nothing ever happened. And it's like, these people are wild. Like, I, I don't even understand how people have the conscience to even steal like if i accidentally not pay for something in my cart i think like if i'm driving if if i realize after the fact i'm assuming that the state trooper is about to pull me over and arrest me like that's how paranoid i am so like i don't know how people be getting away with that stuff
0: well i'm glad that they're finally um, making tlc um or holding tlc accountable accountable for their actions and yeah we- as Anyone that that you know in, in the future wants to do violence, they don't need to be on there. If they do, then they well, need to be fired well, right then and there.
1: That's what I was gonna say. And if they happen to be filming someone, and a, a situation of violence takes place, you have to take a stand and say, "Look, we're not gonna film you anymore, and we're not gonna air this footage because this isn't something that we. This isn't the portrayal that we want to put on our show. Because as a network, this is the Learning Channel." Um, And it used to be a very educational channel, and it's kind of taken a turn over the past 10 years with this show and the um, consequential shows from this spinoff through Sharp, like I Love a Mama's Boy, Extreme Sisters. um, They've taken a, a turn to more of a reality TV channel, and with that comes responsibility. You know, like Teen Mom and MTV has taken a lot of hits because a lot of the Teen Moms have been involved in and custody battles, and child abuse cases, and assault cases, and all these different things. And MTV has now had to start taking accountability. Like, look, you are putting these people on TV. You are filming these situations where they're ending up in court. You know, you have to take some accountability here. You are putting it in front of all of these people. And this show attracts a lot of younger female viewers, right? So you have to make Mm -hmm. sure that you're painting the right type of image. For what you want to be portrayed as as a network, and it's like people were already weird about the teen mom thing. So like, you shouldn't glorify, you know, teenagers who get pregnant. And they they use the defense that it was showing how difficult that it was, you know. And and but still, now that a lot of these teen moms, I think Janelle is the one who's been in the news recently um, for a lot of different things. I think her husband has a child abuse charge. I think her her abuse charge just got dropped. Um, and so they're, they're having to put a lot of disclaimers on the screen and explain themselves. And I think as a network, it's your responsibility to, to put that out there, to, to put disclaimers on there and then decide morally, what do you want to be condoning and not condoning as a network? Exactly. And I think morally, you have to pick a side and stand firmly on that. And I think TLC has been riding the fence for a long time. And I think the, the fence has finally fell over. And they're going to have to pick a side. And I think they are picking the right side. It's just, it took a long time, right?
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: So, okay. So I didn't watch Diaries yet because the live with Michael was on and stuff. And they were giving us a little more information. So I can't talk about him because I didn't see it. But I do know Angela and Michael were on it. So I'm going to go on and watch that tonight. And then we're going to come back tomorrow, fingers crossed. Um, Well, pretty sure we can. As long as my house doesn't flood again or anything. Pretty sure we can. Um, We're going to come back tomorrow and talk about diaries. And then we'll, any new and developing information about Michael and Angela, we will talk about. As well as, oh yeah, we'll probably talk about some Scott stuff too. Because there was an article posted about his stroke. And then there's like, he said that there were some people posting um, fake accounts of his family and children's discrediting things about his life. So I wanted to get into a little bit about that. Because, you know, Reddit is always the... The number one place for hate and this came from reddit and scott says it's not true and then you know there's just there's so much like i don't even i don't even know what to do like i feel like this is becoming like a part-time job like keeping up with all the drama lately in the 90 day universe like you remember back in the day 90 day wasn't that drama like most of the drama came from the tell-all not not like tmz yeah like, what happened when did we turn into the bad the bad boys of of reality tv like 90 day fiance is holding its ground as the 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 thugs of reality tv (laughs) like everybody is doing something crazy now right
0: oh my gosh it's it's, it's a lot it is a lot yeah yeah Mm -hmm.
1: i'm trying to keep up and my phone goes off all day and um yeah so we're going to come back tomorrow and discuss diaries and then some of the other stuff that happened as well and i'm going to go back also and finish watching the live with angela and michael and the explanation of what happened in in michael's side and hopefully we can get something from angela too so we can have a a full circle of information i don't want to just have michael's side and not angela's i want to so we can have a, a more open conversation about that as well so thanks for everybody for joining tonight hopefully we'll be back tomorrow and maybe I can be in like my regular room if it's done like drying out from all the water. And um, make sure you're following my co-host Dee on all social media platforms. She's tagging this video and make sure you're following me on all social media platforms at georgemassey, georgemassey.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, type in the George Massey Show. Thanks for joining us. Everybody have a wonderful night and we'll talk to all of you tomorrow.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.